0: Today, I don't want to speak about concepts, ideas, thoughts. I think it's a day that is full of sentiments, full of feelings. I think this is going to be expressed when we start to read the Lamentations. Lamentations of Jeremiah at the twelfth hour, when we are making the commemoration of the Descent of our Lord and God and Savior, Jesus Christ, when he was descending from the cross. Be buried. The life is down to be put into a grave. The, The life is accepting death to restore life to us. So, I think we know that poetry is always communicating feelings. And again, Lamentation is one of the great books that are expressing the feelings of Jeremiah and, and to understand the, the, the context when he said his, his uh, Lamentations. And again, they are poetry. You read how many chapters are his Lamentations? How many chapters? five chapters Okay how many verses on chapter 1 22 How many verses in chapter 2 22 How many verses in chapter 3 66 How many cha- how many verses in chapter 4 22 How many verses in chapter 5 22 Why is this 22 The Hebrew the Hebrew alphabet poetry. He was writing each verse beginning with a letter from the Hebrew alphabet. And when it comes to chapter 3, each three verses are beginning with one of the Hebrew alphabet. So, poetry, they are communicating feelings. What were his feelings he wanted to communicate and express in lamentations? He he told his people, you're sinning. You're going astray from God. Return to him. Repent. But he didn't, he, they didn't accept what he said. He told them, because of your sins, there is a punishment coming. Accept it. If you accepted the punishment, it's going to be considered to you repentance. God will count it for you as a repentance. They said, everything is peace. This is the temple of God. It cannot be destroyed. Everything's fine. Peace and peace, peace. And there was no peace. Until what he prophesied about the destruction of Jerusalem. And the, the, the destruction of the temple took place. Do you think that he was happy and he told them, I told you. you, you and you didn't listen to me. He didn't feel like this. He felt very sorrowful. He felt sorrowful for the rejection of the commandments and, and the word of God. And this, his feelings can apply. That's why the church picked one long, the longest chapter of Lamentations and is going to, to read for us in, in the 12th hour. I hope this would be a preparation for this reading. And how... We, we listen to the words which are the feelings of Jeremiah, but they are also the feelings of Jesus Christ himself. When he accepted the sins of the whole world on himself, that's why the Gospels you have just read in the ninth hour, Jesus said something interesting. I would say even perplexing. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He is God. How can he say this? He said this because He, one, He's bearing all the sins of the whole world. And as if the Father was, was putting His face away from the man who accepted all the sins of the world. So think of the Most Holy Who became a sin. For us to be the righteousness of God. As Saint Paul is saying. That's why he said. My God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? This is one reason why he said this. And another reason. He wanted to refer them. To one of the Psalms they all know. Which begins by. My God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? Which is Psalm 22. And by the way 22 again. Psalm 22 was a Messianic, a Messianic psalm where David is speaking, speaking of things that can never apply to himself. They only apply to Jesus Christ. When he said, my hands and my my feet are pierced, has never happened to to David. only happened and it only uh, uh, applies to, to Jesus Christ. So again, I'm, I'm trying to, to make you think of how lamentations, how the feelings of Jeremiah are pointing out to Jesus Christ and to his feelings. And I think when we think of these feelings, I think it urges us the, or they urge us to have some reactions, some feelings as a reaction to, to what Jesus did. I think the, the first of them wouldn't be very pleasant. I think the first feeling we should have for today is sorrow, pain. I don't think this is a nice message. I think it's very important. We need to, to feel sorry. We need to feel sorrowful and remorseful for our sins. This is what Jesus told The women and the great multitude of the people followed him, and women who also mourned and lamented him. But Jesus turning to them said, Daughters of Jerusalem, Do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and and for your children. We need to weep. Because our sins are causing what happened to to our, our Lord. My sins and the sins of the whole world. And it's a good time to remember our sins. I don't think we should only celebrate the resurrection without remembering that the cross is because of me. The sufferings of Christ are because of me. And I deserve them. He replaced me. He stood at my place where I should, where I should be. And that's why He saved me. He saved me. So that's why in, in the, the, the Lamentation, it begins by, I am the man. Is he speaking of himself? He is speaking of himself, but m- much more he is speaking of, of the Messiah, of Christ, who's going to take the place of the sinful humanity. I am the man who has seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. He has led me, God, God, You say, can God put wrath on me? I mean, this is the feeling of the sinful man when he looked to the righteousness of God. He would feel that he's rejected. And actually sin would make us rejected. We stayed on it. But the good thing and the good news is that God is merciful. And if we return to him, he will never reject us. So I am the man who has seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. He has led me and made me walk in darkness and not in light. This is the feeling of the sinful person. This is when we feel sorrowful and shameful because of our sins. However, this is not the only feeling we should have. These feelings of sorrowfulness and, and, and shamefulness should be exceeded. And encompassed and, and, and overtaken by another feeling. feeling of being hopeful. We should be hopeful. But we cannot be hopeful. And we have hope except when we feel we are in trouble. We are sinful. We are sorrowful. We are shameful. So we are ho- hopeful. And in Lamentations we see in, in verse 25 through 28. He said the Lord is good to those who wait for him. The Lord is good. Yes, we, we don't deserve to stand. We deserve his wrath. We don't deserve to be even his servants. But because he's good. Surely uh, But the Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone and keep silent because God has laid it on him. We should wait for him because we are hopeful. We should wait for his grace to create a change in, in us. I think how, how many times you thought of yourself that no use. You'll you're not you'll never change. You will not you will never Be able to to defeat your sins. Your bad habits cannot be overcome. How many times have you had these thoughts? I had it so many times. But I think that, that this verse from Lamentation is a great verse. When you say, it is good for a man to bear the yoke in his youth, let him sit alone and keep silent because God has laid it on him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Wait quietly. We are here to wait quietly. We are coming with all the the sorrowful and shameful feelings. But we, we wait quietly for his salvation. And we are very hopeful that we will never get out empty. He never let anyone to go out of his house. Empty. The same idea we, we see it in, in, in Isaiah, Isaiah 53. I think there shouldn't be a, a, a Good Friday or a Great Friday without the mention of Isaiah 53. I came across a, a video uh, a few days ago of a Jewish man who became Christian. And he said, I grew up and I've learned that. Always stay away from the people who are worshiping Yeshua, Yeshua, Jesus in, in, in Hebrew. Stay away from those people. And then I was always, and he said, I was always struggling with Isaiah 53. Who's that man who is depicted that way, who will bear our sins and, and bear our wounds? And then he said, I started to read. And I, I, he, said also, he was saying also that I was told that that stay away from their book. The New Testament is bad. It's, it's about the rejection of, of Moses and, and, and our God, Yahweh. And, and then he said, I opened the first, the first page of the New Testament because of curiosity. So I opened the first book. The first book, the first chapter, Matthew 1. The the genealogy of Jesus, the son of Abraham, of of David, and of Adam. He's not a stranger to us. And then he went back to Isaiah 53 and said, who is that man? And then when he started reading, yes, this is the man. This is the man who came. This is the Messiah. Was very, very precisely depicted in, in, in uh, Isaiah 53 in his crucifixion. So in that chapter, Isaiah is saying, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God. The way he looked on the cross, as if he's rejected by God, that's why he said, My God, my God, why why have you forsaken me? Surely he was borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him, stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. We are hopeful because by this cross we've been healing. We've been healed. It's a healing for us. Yes, we should be sorrowful and shameful for our sins. And we have a lot of sins we have committed throughout our lives. However, we don't have hope. There is no hope except in Him. But in Him we have all the hope that we have healing. I think a next, a next feeling that should be urged from a day like today... I know you might say that's confusion how can we have a feeling of sorrow and a feeling of joy they don't go together humanly they don't because we want to have fun fun is the, the way I mean, when, when you ask someone how did you like the service how did you like the, a sermon they say, it was fun but the first time I heard it it was striking to me I mean, how can I define service or a service or a sermon as fun? Fun doesn't go with, with sorrow. But the real joy goes well with the sorrow. We are sorrowful for our sins. And we will experience the joy of that burden that, we, that is taken away by the one who has borne our griefs, as, as Isaiah was saying. I think this is the feeling you have when you go and confess. And a true confession. Not the one, the, the perfunctory one. Uh, perfunctory, right? The perfunctory, the one that you do as a routine, that is you do regularly and, and with no attention, no care. But the one you do sincerely, authentically. You You might tears before Abuna when you are actually before God in the presence of of the priest. In in, in the presence of Abuna. But when you go out, have a comfort that is incomparable. A comfort that cannot be compared with anything. A joy. Joy of someone who is having a heavy, very heavy burden it's taken away from him. So joy. We need to, to, feed, to be joyful. I think this is the joy that Abraham had. When he was taking his only son. And everything was ready to kill him. And the knife was on his neck. And God told him, no, don't do that. There is someone who's going to replace your son. Who's going to save your son. He went back with his son alive, as we, we were praying on last Thursday, yesterday actually, in the, the, the fraction. So, that's why Jesus spoke of Abraham, and especially of this incident of the saving of his, his son Isaac. When he said, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Abraham on that moment understood what salvation means. Understood what, how can we be saved. How someone should have been dead. And God said no. There is a replacement for, for your sacrifice. That's why St. Peter on his first epistle chapter 2. He says but you are a, a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. And here St. Peter is quoting Hosea. I mean, see how the, the New Testament and the Old Testament are very interconnected. I'm saying we weren't his people but now we became his people. We were sinful, rejected, undeserved, unworthy but now in him we are joyful and hopeful because of what he did for us. And this leads an urge, one feeling in, in many cases and, in, and frequently and often we, we leave out to be appreciated, to be thankful. That's why thanksgiving is one of the one of the three things that the Bible said that we should do all the time, which are one, pray all the time. We need to pray unceasingly, uh, and we 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 thank God all the time. And number three, we rejoice all the time. So, in Lamentation as well, he says, this is I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. I mean, after saying, I felt rejected, I felt left out, as we're going gonna, we're gonna to listen to Lamentation. But in, after he, he put a list of, of the feelings of someone who is rejected, then he said, this I recall to my mind. Stopped and, and had a Pause. And then he said, This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. His compassions fail not. I've been frequently asked by so many people who came to confess, saying, Abuna, after you have heard, think would God accept me after all what I said? And my answer is always, do you know that there is a sin that is more powerful than the blood blood of his son, than the blood of Christ? There isn't. As long as we come to him truly, sincerely, and authentically. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope through the Lord's mercies we are not confused because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. We always think of new and renewable sources of energy. They are expensive, but when you install panels of solar power, you won't pay anything later on. The problem is the overheads of installing panels on your roof. Very expensive, but then you'll not pay anything. So what we are thinking, and you're going to save the the planet, you're going to save money. So we think of renewable things and renewable means we don't want, they are available, the solar power. The sun is there all the time. So I think the most renewable thing is that's compassion. They are new every morning. There isn't a day the sun didn't rise us and there isn't a day we are not encompassed by by the, the 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 mercies of god i think we need to be thankful for this and we we, re, we remember it every day there shouldn't be a day that passes from our lives without remembering the, the the mercies of god that are new every day they are new every morning great is your faithfulness the lord is my portion says my soul therefore i hope in him so this is the Lord we are, we are gathered today, whether in the church or virtually, we are gathered to remember his cross. And I hope we we have we think of these feelings. Think, think and feeling, they don't go together. We have, we urge these feelings to come out of our hearts, of, of our inner being. And the Holy Spirit can urge them to be prayers prayers of of sorrow and remorse prayers of, of joy prayers of hope prayers of thanksgiving may god give us the, the blessing of this day and the blessing of his resurrection the blessing of this holy pascha may its blessing may his blessings be upon us all you and glory be to god forever amen